find out she had been adopted before and this lady had her for a year and the entire year she's trying to adopt her out to anybody who will take her murders mysteries unexplained stories and our family's crazy opinions on them all join us now the family school of thought is in session hey everybody welcome again to the family school of thought appreciate everybody tuning in don't forget if i don't mention it 13 times during the episode hit that like button subscribe to our channel and tell everybody you know about us and we're always looking for your feedback at uh, family school of thought at gmail.com okay let's get going this week jesse let's hear some history facts okay yeah history unexplained mysteries this one is a special one um because it's about dinosaurs (laughs) odin should be sitting in for a guest no (laughs) um the dinosaur of Tapram. It's deep in the countryside of Cambodia at a site near a legendary Angkor Wat known as Tapram. Historians have been puzzled for years by what appears to be the image of a stegosaurus. It's carved into the stone of one of the temple walls, originally obscured by some strangling roots of banyan trees and other jungle plants. The hand-sized image has inspired a flurry of theories by scholars and history buffs alike. Some argue that the image is simply a cow or a rhinosaurus. That's what it says. Not rhinoceros, rhinosaurus. um, Depicted with a palm tree behind it. Explaining what appears to be spikes. Which explains to be, appears to be the spikes of the creature's back. Others, more hopeful minds, insist that the depiction, seemingly carved at the time of the temple's construction in the late 1100s, clearly shows a stegosaurus in a convincing detail. Which of these theories is true? The world may never know. But (laughs) travelers of Cambodia and Tapram each year are greeted by the puzzling image and no firm consensus has yet to be reached to explain the presence so were the dinosaurs around with humans homo sapiens or was this just a cow or a rhinosaurs mm. with a palm well, tree i don't you know, know what that looks I'm- like so i can't let me see if i can find it I'm sure you of all people know this, but they have, scientists have basically come up with the idea that the uh, the images we know of as dinosaurs probably are false because of mm-hmm. skeletons of animals that we have now, which have a lot of like what? fat flubber on them mm-hmm. um, and feathers. And so they think that dinosaurs probably looked a lot differently than what we imagine because we're only seeing them as skeletons. And right. And on top of it, yeah, because we're only seeing them as skeletons, but there's theories out there that the Tyrannosaurus rex was actually actually more like an ostrich or like a mm-hmm. peacock. Mm-hmm. So, or not a peacock, an ostrich um, or an emu. That's what I was trying to think of. It's not a peacock. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, that is 
that something. So, but yeah, we're starting to see. I've never so, heard that theory that they don't really look like we think mm -hmm. they do. That's what. Because that's what the, the do not explain this to Odin as of yet. <laughs> he hasn't figured out yet. I'm sure he'll I go mean, to it in a couple years. But that's why they think the T-Rex's well, arms are so short is because they actually resemble the skeleton of like a... Uh, a so they were wings. Or, uh, yeah, because they were wings. Huh. I never heard so, that before. But, hey, I um, will share my screen because I found a picture of the dinosaur carving. Mm. So there you go. And what there, year was this? This is it was carved in eleven hundred in the eleven hundreds. So one thousand. That do. That does, does look, look like a dinosaur. Close, yeah, it does look close it to a like dinosaur. So there huh. you go. Wow. Well, in eleven hundred BC, right? It doesn't BC. say, but yeah, that's what I'm assuming. Well, there uh -oh. wow. I wouldn't have thought there'd been dinosaurs around that. <laughs> Hi, gorgeous. Do not tell them what we're talking about. <laughs> I wow. thought he heard That's... what we were talking about. He yeah. <laughs> to investigate. <laughs> like, what? I'm sure what? he has so many interesting facts. I'm yes. sure he does too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, wow, that's very fascinating. Yes. Something to think about. Something to think about. There you go. Something to think about. You know, is it a dinosaur? Is it, you know, an elephant or some other animal? But you think, too, like the rhinoceros is kind of close to what we yeah. depict as what a dinosaur would kind of look like. Obviously, a lot smaller. But it's mm -hmm. similar to like a triceratops or something like that. So that maybe like this was, this was just the, um, you know, this was a stegosaurus or a you know relative of the stegosaurus. Rel yeah. So in the same gene family. Right, right. Because there's dinosaurs that we depict, you know, again too. It's like what we look at based on their skeleton, but that look similar to a crocodile. I can't tell right. you. What the, the name is in the dinosaur yeah. but there's been so many books that I think yeah. a they, lot look, of like, they look like crocodiles just, or alligators and they're not and the some one, other, so. yeah, the, uh, yeah. I, I've seen many pictures so that maybe this is just the evolution of a stegosaurus through the years and then it finally died out maybe hmm. you know maybe a meteor didn't hit the earth and wipe out all the dinosaurs I don't know Maybe they're just space aliens. Or it, the Earth is flat and the right. asteroid hit it and then it just kind of span a couple times and all the like heavy <laughs> ones flew off. There you and go. the lighter ones that could hang on. There you go. But so this, the people who are watching us on YouTube can see the picture because I'm sharing my screen right now. Mm -hmm. But for anybody that's listening to us in a vehicle or why they're doing dishes or mowing the lawn, anybody that's just listening to us, mm -hmm. it is, it looks, the picture, the carving looks very closely to, I would say a stegosaurus, but it I'm also looks like it almost has a crown like a triceratops too. No horns. 
but you know, it looks like it's got a crown. Like, it's like you're saying like front facing, like because I'm yes, thinking yeah. it looks like the body of a stegosaurus, but you're saying like if you look yeah. at it as yeah, face. like right here, <laughs> it looks like it could or it's either big ears, like a, is that, is that an ear? Yeah, I so I see what you're saying. But it looks and it really. I don't think a stegosaurus. Because there is a dinosaur. I, sh I should have kept Odin in here because he would know. But <laughs> there is a dinosaur that looks like a stegosaurus. It's not called a stegosaurus, but it's got flat plates rather than pointy plates on its back. Uh -huh. So um, that those look pretty flat. And they look more flat than pointy to me. You're so right, right. yeah, so to me, it looks kind of like the face or like the head of a triceratops without the horns but then the back of like similar to a, a stegosaurus mm -hmm, so. mm -hmm. righty. there you go there's I the think... history unsolved mysteries that is definitely an unsolved mystery yeah sounds yeah. a thinker <laughs> okay anything else jess that is it okay that's all you have for us today <laughs> Cass, how about um, a song for us? Yeah, I got a song for us today. Um, so this song this week is a 90s song, um, and it's Hey Man, Nice Shot by Filter. I believe no And I said, Hey Man, Nice Shot. Oh, yeah, 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 I know. So. That song? I, I feel yeah. nice. You would know if you heard it. It's uh, like an alternative kind of post-grunge uh, 90s okay. song. Um, you would know it. Um, and you think, he's saying, you know, hey man, nice shot. You think maybe maybe he's playing sports, right? Maybe he took a shot, shot a basketball, soccer. No, that is not what this song is about. This song is about the public suicide of Robert Bud Dwyer. Um, and he was... In 1965 to 1971, he was the Republican member of the Pennsylvania House of Representatives. Uh, and then he later became the Pennsylvania State Treasurer from 1981 up until 1987, when he went on live television and shot and killed himself uh, at a press conference. Oh, yeah. What? I, okay. yes. what? Yes. Um, I the press conference this happening. This, yes, this was in 1987, and he had just been found guilty of mail fraud, racketeering, perjury, and conspiracy to take bribe, bribery. I do remember hearing about that, but I don't remember him getting on and shooting. Live on press, live at a press conference. And then it was later, so they would even, so it was live, and then some TV stations actually played it later on in the day. So they knew what happened, and they still played it for the public. Wait, repeat that. It cut you, out. Yeah, we uh, lost. So it was live, and some people saw it live. But then later, TV stations would later that night still play the footage, even though they knew what was happening. They, I'm sure they gave a warning and everything, but they would play it later. Oh uh, so they would play it pa past the live broadcast. I'm sure I must have what? seen that. Oh, yeah. no, I don't ever remember seeing that. I, I mean, I definitely would have remembered that because that was traumatic. His name was Robert Bud Dwyer. He wow. was a Pennsylvania state treasurer. Um, but so 
the, that is what the song is about. That is what the lead singer. There was a day that, when people were ashamed of committing these kind of things. Yes, but you probably are also ashamed of getting convicted of mail fraud and conspiracy to <laughs> bribery. So there's probably a line that some people are not uh, willing to cross, but some people are. Um, but so, like I said, this is what that song is about. This lead singer has come forward and said that's this is the person the song is about. But the song was released in 19, it was written in 1991, but it wasn't released until 1995. Uh, and when it was released, a lot of people were concerned that it was not about Robert Dwyer, um, but it was about Kurt Cobain's suicide instead, because he oh, had committed suicide in 1994. Oh, so a lot of people that. were saying that the song was about that instead um, and celebrating song, it, unfortunately. It must be in a movie or on a TV show. It's or in a, you hear it, it a is lot. In, yeah, it well, it was a really popular song. It, it got really popular really fast. Um, it does say that it was in the movie The Cable Guy with, um, what's his oh, name? Oh, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, yeah. Hmm. And who sings this? Uh, it's a band called Filter. I doubt you would know. <laughs> no, I don't know who they are. I, if, it's not country, if it's not, if it's not yeah. on Whittle, it's, I don't know it. <laughs> okay, so sure. again, for our listeners and our viewers, Whittle is a local <laughs> W I T L is the call. Yeah, one hundred point seven. One hundred point seven. Shout out to Whittle. Well, if if you are if you're in Mid Michigan, then you know what it is. Yeah, you like country music. There's a country music station for you. If Shout out to that Whittle. won't play Dixie Chicks. They still won't play Dixie Chicks? They still. They're not called, they're not they're not called Dixie Chicks, chicks anymore. That's the right. chicks. The chicks. The so chicks. You're right. kind of tells you what kind of station it is. <laughs> but anyway. I didn't say this day, they still didn't play them. Hey. Let's not talk about them. That's a good song, and it's a song that you hear a lot. So Yes. I'm thinking it must be in a TV show or something. I'm I'm sure it was in a lot of early 2000s films. With that, it's a very like it is very alternative, very grunge. It right. is a hard rock song, like, and it is very you know, like reminiscent of a lot of like early 2000s darker films that had the like wow. edgier soundtracks. Wow. Okay. wow. All right. There you go. It was about the public suicide of a Republican. Representative. Wow. wow. How devastating. Yeah. All right. That's your song for the week. Pretty creepy. Pretty creepy. Well, creepy to me. And I sure hope that somebody's got an upbringing. Uh... Yeah, I'm sure this week's story is going to be super uplifting. Jess? It's not my way. Well, it's Jess. <laughs> What's your what's your top subject on Ted? Okay, you guys ready for me? Yeah, you are. all right. I got. I think it's a good story, and it's a. When I tell you the story, you're gonna swear you've seen this in a movie. Okay. But this is a true story. Mm -hmm. uh, it's about a couple, um, Christine and Michael Barnett. They lived in Indiana, and in 2010, they were. Um, you know, doing very well for themselves. They had a big house. They drove really nice, expensive vehicles. They had some cash in the bank. They were very successful. Um, each of them had successful careers. 
they also had a uh, a daycare for um, uh, disabled children, and okay. they had three sons of their own. And the oldest uh, was, I think, fourteen, and he had autism, but he was a genius. You know, he was um, he was uh, actually, I think, taking college classes at, at fourteen, and he was, you know, one of those prodigy kids that was a genius. And they were so happy with their lives in, you know, um, that they decided they were going to adopt another child so they could share all this good life with somebody. So they uh, originally um, set out to adopt a child and it kind of went sideways. And I'm not really sure what reason, but it really devastated them. They were really disappointed because they thought they were going to have this baby. And then um, a few months after that, they live in Indiana, a orphanage from Florida called them and said, you know, we understand that you're, you're adopting, a, you're looking to adopt a baby. Um, and we have a, uh, a child here who is six and from Ukraine and she has dwarfism, you know, and she has a lot of health problems because of that. And so um, we just thought you'd be like the perfect couple that you're already kind of set up to take care of disadvantaged kids. And um, so they were really excited. They were like, oh, great. You know, this is going to work out. You know, we're going to have this, this baby girl with us. And she's six, but she's a, a dwarf. You know what I mean? Uh, his dwarfism. A small person. So um, the only thing is, this orphanage wanted them to adopt her within 24 hours. Like, it's got to be done right now. Because she's coming over and we don't want her getting the wrong hands. And so they were kind of nervous about that, but they were so excited about having this baby. They're like, okay, we'll be there, you know? So they plan, they go down to Florida and also they're planning a trip to Disney World. Once they get her, they're like, well, we're going to be in Florida. We'll just go spend a week at Disney World and, and on shore. So they get to Florida and the town this is in is a really kind of rundown town and, so they're kind of concerned. They're like, are we in the right place, you know? And um, the address is like, they find it and it's in a, like a strip mall, an old strip mall, not even a nice place. And so they like call the people up and like, I, we must have the wrong address or something, you know, that something's not right. Like, no, 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 you're in the right place, you know? Um, so they go, they go inside and they're put into this big room. It's their whole family, the, the, the couple and their three kids. And they're, they said, just wait here. And they waited like hours in this room for, for them to bring this girl out. And so then there was a, a attached room and they hear people rustling around in there and they can hear people talking. So they're like, well, that's, that's gotta be her, you know? And so the son is like looking through the keyhole, which you know, again, that was kind of alarming, like, you know, the old keyhole where you turn the key, like, that's how old the place was. And um, and he can see that she's in there and she can kind of see glimpses of people. And so they're just getting really excited, but they're also very nervous, like, you know, she gonna, she's six. Is she going to come out here, like, angry, you know, at us or, you know, upset that we're taking her? Or, you know, how is she going to react, you know? So, um Finally, the door opens, and she just runs right out to them. Mommy, Daddy, you know, I'm so excited to see you. And and right off the bat, they noticed she could talk very well for a six-year-old. 
like, wow, you know, her English is very good. And they had an interpreter there from the Ukraine to kind of help in this transition, you know, and the lady's talking to her and they're like, she doesn't understand a word that lady's saying, you know, she understands English. Why do they even have her here? And obviously she doesn't even understand her own language. So again, red flags are going up, but they're excited. You know, they're excited to have this baby and they're excited to have, you know, something who's a perfect fit for their family. And um, so they take her, you know, and um, they sign all the paperwork and um, they go to Disneyland. And the first night they're, you know, getting ready for bed. And uh, uh, Christine takes her to the bathroom is going to give her a bath, you know. And she's like, holy cow. So she calls her husband in. And she goes, come here and look at this, you know. So he goes in and he's like, why? He goes, look at her. And he's like, why? And he was like, look down. She had a full pubic hair, you know, in her area there. Completely, you know, fully pubic hair. So he's like, oh, my God. So I'm like, that's weird, you know. So. You know, she gives her a bath and they put her to bed and she starts Googling, you know, can a six-year-old have pubic hair? You know? And she finds a couple articles that it's possible. It's very unlikely, but, you know, it's weird. So they go to Disneyland and they have a good time and she's getting along with everybody. She just totally fits in. She's so super nice and sweet. And um, they get home and they have this big party, like with all their family and relatives and everybody around. And... Um, her Christine's, I think it was her sister, says, you know, she looks older than sex. She goes, and she acts older than sex. She goes, I know, you know, it's kind of weird, but but she's a you know a small person, so she's tiny. You know, she's really tiny, but she just looks older and talks and acts older. So they um you know whatever and they're suspicious of it kind of at first but don't know really what to think about it. And again, they're just kind of going by all these red flags because they're so excited to have this little girl. So um, a little time, a couple of weeks go by and all of a sudden Christine finds in her bedroom uh, panties that have been, you know, she's had periods, you know. So she's, and she, and she has hidden them places so they, they wouldn't find them. So she, you know, her and uh, Michael, pull her out and says, you know, like, do you know what a period is? And she said, yes, I, I know. Unfortunately, I have periods and I should have told you that, but she goes, I don't know why I have them, but I just do. And so they're like, now they're concerned. Now they're like, okay, something's not right. So they take her to the doctor and all of a sudden, right at that time, she starts acting up and she starts acting really weird. And all of a sudden she doesn't like Christine. She'll say, and she'll say to him, I'm going to kill you. You know, she's like, why? And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to kill you. You're like, and so she goes, don't say that. She goes, no, I really, I'm, I'm going to kill you. So they get really concerned and, you know, they got three boys at home, right? And so they um, make all these appointments at doctors and the doctor is like, you know, I don't know what to tell you. She definitely, because of her disease and her problems, She's tiny, but there's these um, platelets or something that stop when you stop growing. And he goes, 
I don't think she's going to grow any more than she is right now. You know, she, it seems like she's done growing and, um, and it is very, very, very unusual for a six-year-old to have a period. But lots of times when there's a lot of drama and stuff going on, that happens, you know. So they, you know, take her home. Well, things just go from bad to worse. And um, uh, their suspicions are just growing and growing. And um, so, and she keeps doing all these really weird things things and she kind of has a, like a split personality and she's hiding knives under her bread you know and um all kinds of stuff like that and she's talking very sexual to these boys you know and she's like no 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 you know i don't you know you're only six you know how would you even know that and are you know you can't talk to the boys that way and she's very attached to the boys not uh christine you know so um they take her to, so they're taking her to psychiatrists and stuff. And um, um, they, there's another couple who had a um, a very similar child, their own. And they, she decides, Christine decides, you know, I'm going to invite them over to have like a play date with this, her. And so she can see that there's other children, you know, with these issues and stuff. And um, so they bring the girl over and right away, you know, they show on this um Thing I was watching pictures of the two and like definitely their little girl is six and looks like she's you know six months you know where this girl she's six and she's tiny but she kind of looks a lot older you can tell there's no comparison and just their personality the girls you know she's six but probably acts like she's three you know because they probably babied her enough and she's but she's acting like she's 30, you know, and she's talking to this girl like that, and she's talking sexual stuff. So the parents were like, okay, thanks, you know, bye. They'd never seen him again, right? And um, uh, so then um, everything just keeps going bad, and now they're afraid to have her in the house. They're like, we don't know if she's going to kill us. And one night, they wake up in the middle of the night, and she's literally standing there with this great big knife. And they're like, um, Natalia is her name, Natalia. She goes, what are you doing? She goes, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to stab you. She, so they jump out of bed and they take the knife from her and they're like yelling and screaming at her. And they're, you know, they put her in a room. They're like, what are you supposed to do? This girl's going to kill somebody, you know? And so um, this goes on and on and on for months and months. And now she's trying to tell her families and friends and Friends are starting to turn away because they think it's really her regretting adopting a little girl, you know, and they don't believe it. And uh, um, even like the neighbors start turning on Christine and Michael because they don't, you know, they're saying this girl is a monster, you know, <laughs> like, and so they start turning on them. And um, so finally, after like, uh, it's like almost two years of this, they take her to this doctor. And the doctor said, oh, no. So then they find out, they start researching all this stuff, and they find out she had been adopted before them. And this lady had her for a year. And the entire year, she's trying to adopt her out to anybody who will take her, you know. And it is, it, this is actually a, um, on, um, 
not HBO anymore. I think it's called Max or something. Um, they're interviewing these couples that this lady tried to pawn them off on. And one couple was a little couple. So they really wanted her, but they couldn't, they couldn't do it because they had too many disabilities. And so they were really on her side. Another lady, um, you know, said, you know, that th this lady just kind of, she was so forceful in trying to get her to adopt her. They were like, they backed off. And so, so now they find out she's not, she was actually, you know, from Ukraine, but she's lived here all her life. And she was adopted the year before and it spun out of control. So she was trying to unload them. And she's the one that went to this agency and researched this late, this family to say, Hey, I think we got somebody that will take her. And, um, but the agency won't give these people any information because it's all, you know, you can't, you know, talk about it. So they won't tell her anything about her history. They wouldn't tell her anything about this lady who had her other than they found out they, inter they got a hold of these people. And, um, but again, they're all blaming the parents. They're like, you know, this poor little girl. And she has a, um, a disability with her feet, so it's really hard for her to walk and stuff. So um, they take her to this doctor. This is about two years later, so now she's about eight. And um, he does all these tests and stuff, and he said, she definitely is not the age she says she is. She goes, the only thing I can say is there it appears that she is 14 years older than what you think she is. So now that puts her 22 years old. So they go to court and they have her birthday changed legally. And they have this doctor who's going to back it all up. Although the doctor now has passed away, so they don't really have a lot of proof of this, you know. But um, so she went from eight to now she's 22 years old. And now she's 22. So they get her an apartment in a, not even in their town, in another town. They get her an apartment to live in, and she lives there for a year on her own. And the people in the neighborhood are a little different. You know, it's obviously a um, lower income place, you can see. Um, but they're all, first they're infatuated with her and they can't believe, you know, she's 22 and they, you know they always think like the one lady next door and she was an older lady she's seen the mom drop off drop her off and and just left a whole bunch of groceries outside her door and just set in her car while she the natalia takes it in the house and so this old lady feels sorry for her so she goes over she's thinking this is like you know a little kid just tiny mm -hmm. you know, she's thinking like a four-year-old so she goes over and she wants to help her. And so she goes, I could see the mother in the car. And she was just like sitting there, you know, all, you know, you tell she was wealthy. It was a Cadillac. And she was just like, what is wrong with this? So she takes this and the girl, she says, is that your mother out there? And she goes, yeah. And, you know, she goes, why don't you come in and help you? You're just a little girl. And she goes, I'm 22 years old, you know. So she kind of goes off on this lady. So she goes, oh, okay, okay, you know. And she said, after I told, she tells me that I can kind of see, she's, okay, maybe she's 22, but she's handicapped. She has some problems. So she's still mad at the mom. But anyways, then 
um, all the neighbors are kind of like excited right at first. There was a young couple that had some, uh, I think they had two kids. They're kind of like, feel sorry for her. So they're kind of trying to help her and, um, you know, giving her food. And she's, they all said like, she would never take a shower. She was always dirty and stinky. And um, so at first everybody's trying to help her, but then she just becomes such a nuisance to them. Like every time they come home, she's sitting on their porch, you know, or, or they'll come home and she's in the refrigerator eating their food, you know, and it, they just can't like get rid of her. She just won't go away. And so she starts really freaking everybody out. And the couple that had the two kids, she starts talking sex to these little boys, you know? And um, again, she doesn't like the mom. She's, she's attached to the father and the boys, you know? And um, so they start like, they don't want to like be mean to her because obviously she's disabled and stuff, but, but they're, they're having enough of her, you know? And then, um, so everybody in this, apartment complex start complaining to the owners they're like you got to do something with her you know she's really tormenting everybody and um she just won't leave people alone and there's like they're like well there's nothing we can really do you know and so um a whole year goes by and then when her lease is due they won't renew her lease so you know they and they're they're still working with the parents but the parents aren't there they don't ever come over the dad has come over a few times to check on her and stuff but you know really they just leave her on her own and um so um the the apartment they won't re-sign the lease you know so the parents now have to find her a new new apartment so they go to another town and the mother literally tells them well we're going to put her in this town and i don't remember what the name of it is because there's nothing but white trash people here so she'll fit right in and nobody will notice her you know and they get her a new apartment and it's an old rundown house and it's up these really steep stairs and stuff. And so, you know, she, because of her feet problems, she can't even function going up and down the stairs, you know? So, um, people see this and they're like, what is going on with this little girl? And they start investigating it. And, and finally this other couple, she kind of makes friends with them. And so they're like, how what are you you know what is going on here you know and they said we think this is endangerment of somebody you know like somebody's got to take care of you you know and even if you are 22 you still are not capable of you know taking care of yourself they can't just dump you you know so they take her in right and the family michael and christine and the boys now move to canada because this 14 year old or he's not 14 now he's i think 16 is in the special master's program you know that she, he got offered to him because he's such a genius in canada so they're living in canada and they dump her off in this dumpy apartment in this dumpy town and just leave her there right so these other people start taking care of her well then this other couple they start thinking well we should be getting her um, income, you know, because they're getting, she's getting, you know, income from the state and food stamps and all this stuff because they've set it up for her to get all this stuff because she's 22. But the money actually is going to the father. So, and he's paying the bills, right? So they go to court because they want to get this money because now she's living with them. 
So this starts like this whole big legal battle. And so this goes on and on forever. And they still don't know how old this girl is. It's obviously not the age they thought she was, but she's probably not 22 neither, you know. And they figure, um, now they're, they're figuring that she's probably was 10 when they left her to live in these apartments. Oh, geez. So now all these legal battles have gone on, and now the, the, parents, the parents have separated because now they're getting a divorce over this. And, of course, they're all um, they're blaming each other, you know. And the father is the one that's mostly this documentary is about He's very dramatic. Everybody in the story, everything on this, everybody in this documentary are, you know, just a little off. You know, when you're looking at them, you're like, these are these are kind of different people. But the father is definitely different, you know. And he lost his job. He had like a big job. They never really said what it was, but it was a big corporate job. Well, when they found out that because they come and arrested him for abandonment of her, right? Of a child. Because now these people are saying this is a child, this is an adult. So now they arrested him for abandonment of a child. So now uh, this, where he works, they have footage of this, him in jail, you know, being arrested. So they fire him. So now he has no income. Now he's lost all of his savings and he's lost his house. He's lost his cars. He's lost everything. He doesn't have anything left. She, the mother moves to Florida. So they're, and they're blaming each other. And he's saying it was all the mom you know, this this is all her thing, and she was very abusive to her and beat her up and did all kinds of stuff. And um, so they go to court. But in the end, first he goes to court, and he had four counts against him, you know, child endangerment and I don't know, a bunch of whatever they were. And um, he's acquitted of all of them, you know. So then she goes to court, and before it even starts, they drop all the charges. So, in the end, you never know who who this is and how old she is, you know. And <laughs> this is a very strange. And I, I don't know if one of you guys can Google a picture of her, you know, but she clearly is not a child. Well, I don't think that's true, because you, you can see photos. I think she was. I maybe she wasn't six. Like maybe she was in her teens. Right, her name right. is Natalia Grace. Right. And Natalia Grace is her yeah, name. Um, but you can um, clearly see a difference between when she was with the family pictures, when she was taken, when she was first adopted. And like, even now she's doing interviews. Now there's a clear change. Like she has clearly yeah. grown up. Like she was a child, whether she was 10, 12, 15, who cares? She was still a right. child. And now she is an adult and there is a clear difference. So right. they're lying about that. Like they are lying that the doctor said, oh, she's not going to grow anymore because she has grown. She has become a woman. Away, so they can't bring him to court to say, yeah. hey, what did you, you know what I mean? But um, yeah, I mean, that was my take too. I think she probably was, she had to be old enough to really have a period. Right. And I, well, I mean, that's really not true early. because... That's not true because you know there is no like real like the youngest science. mother in history yeah. was five. Yeah, yes. so the, there is so, no clear like science again, to when women are supposed to have their period. 
there's no really doc real proof of documentation. It's a you know somebody yeah. said that. But even so, like the, it really like girls can have periods at very young ages. That's not like I don't think that's a weird thing, especially somebody who has, you know, her. She's a very rare form of dwarfism, and like even like the pubic hair, like people have different genes. They have especially like in like certain cultures, like they have different hormones and different genes. And especially somebody who has disabilities, they're going to have extreme well, hormones. They're going to have right. extreme, you know, differences in or body. Most likely is on medications, you know, because of her dwarfism, or maybe was when she was younger. Which, if there was like steroids or hormones, it it causes you to, you know, go into that menstrual phase faster. Mm -hmm. They right. actually ended up finding her. Well, what they think is her real birth mother from the mm -hmm. Ukraine, and she and how old does she say? She claims she was. Um, a couple years older than what they said. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. she would have been eight when they adopted her. Right. And it's so a, again, I, she'd have been, yeah. that's how they figured out she was really 10 when they put her in that apartment going by the mother. Of course, again, they don't really have any proof of that. Neither. It's just like they found this lady and she's saying, yeah, this is, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean it's true. Every character in this whole story are different. You know what I mean? You're like, yeah, you know, like, where people you'd be like, ah, I don't know about that, you know, but um, um, so that's that's why they figured out she probably was 10 when they put her in that apartment, because that's the, the birthday that the mother gave her. And mm -hmm. but and they had a lady on there who kind of did the whole thing. And she's clearly she wasn't six. But 14 years was a lot to add to that. Yeah. Know? Yeah. So yeah. They're thinking they went to court to have this done just so they could unload her. Yeah. Say she's involved to put her at, you know, like at 10. Yeah. And, I 100% believe that. And now in I her interview, and she seems very nice and sweet in the interviews. Mm -hmm. um, Anybody but, can be nice and sweet. But, you know, she's saying that she was abused and the stories of her saying she was going to kill them are not true. And th there was an incident where they, um, you know, they'd all had just had enough. You know, they just couldn't take it no more. And it was the one. Of the kid's birthday and he wanted to go to a dairy farm for his birthday and milk a cow and you know do all that kind of stuff not like us who they had been just around the corner to do. but um so they to some so they all go right and um there's and right away they they're giving them a the people that own the farm are giving them a tour of the farm and they're like do not go by this electric fence. It's electric. It will shock you. So whatever you do, stay away from this fence. Right? And the father's going like, you could see it in her eyes like, oh, this is going to be good. You know what I mean? Like, she just was just lit up when she found out this was a very dangerous fence, right? So then they're, they're going and she starts complaining that she can't walk anymore because of her feet. And so they're like, come on, you know. Farmland is not really stable either. Well, like, probably not the best environment for her to be in. He lays down and throws this big tenter, temper tantrum. So the mom says to Michael, take the boys, go do the things. I'm not going to let her ruin it for his birthday. I'll stay here with her. You go. You know. 
So then they're in there, you know, in the barn, milking the cows, and all of a sudden they hear a bunch of commotion going on, and they hear a police car come by, and they go out there, and the mom is in hysterics and screaming and hollering and carrying on because she claims that this Natalia tried to throw her into this electric fence, right? Hmm. And so, you know, um, the police come, and of course they don't really do anything because it's your daughter, you know what I mean? Like, you know, but it's like, and so now this girl, now when she's on these shows, she's saying that didn't happen. She was trying to set it up to make it look like I did that. She goes, but I did not do it. You know, like she is the one who threw herself into the fence. And so she could like try to turn it around to make it look like I was trying to do this to her, you know? So but you got to admit, it'd be kind of scary if it is true. You wake up and she's got a big knife. And well, what do you, what do you here's you? the thing: is that mental disorders don't discriminate based off. Oh, you already have a disability here, so like she could have had bipolar disorder. Like you know, instead of like being scared of her, like go get a mental check to see if well, she has did, something. Yeah, they did do that to that, and actually. Um, again, she was very sexual with the boys, so they had to keep that separate. When she was in the apartment, she, there was another couple, and they had two boys. She, same thing. And she ended in that same apartment. There was a boy. They caught her trying to take his pants off, you know, and they caught okay, her. But that's not so, checking. That's not check, like, going to an actual mental doctor and, like, no, getting that, And, like, that's completely that, different from bipolar disorder. That is clearly a learned behavior. So somewhere right. along the way, oh, okay. all these adoptive families that are trying to like basically get rid of her, somewhere that's a learned behavior, whether right. she's torn to or not. Before they put her into this apartment, they did put her into a facility for, you know, unstable people. And the facility ended up kicking her out because she was so sexual with the men that, you know, helped and stuff. And, and, um, you know, she caused so much disturbance. They ended up kicking her out. They were like, you got to go get her. We can't have her here. You know? And, so she could have been sexually molested when she lived. That's what I was thinking, too, is that yeah, she, had, yeah, she had a history of being sexually abused from a young kid. Right. You know, like, younger than when she was adopted. And in Ukraine, probably. But also, and there was a lady on there that's you know, was doing a story. She's a it's very common for like in the Ukraine or these, these um, uh, countries where they're poor and they want to, you know, they're trying to adopt these kids out that they will take years off of their age because, you know, who wants to, who wants to adopt the 10 year old? Yeah. Right. So they'll take ages yeah. off to get people to adopt. A lot them. of, oh, not even just in like, you know, lower income countries, that happens here. Like that happens to a lot of orphans and people who are trying to get adopted. Like they will lower the age because they know people are looking for babies. They're looking for young children that they don't have to correct any of these behaviors in, you know. Right, right. 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 So um, but remember the movie The Orphan? Yes. Yes. It's the exact same thing. Exact, exact same, thing. same premise. Isn't that so weird? And it came out after this. This would have happened. Yeah, that movie was it, before. It was like, it was, well, it was like during. So it was like during the times. Like it wouldn't, it hadn't like come out yet. 
but well, it wasn't like this isn't wasn't based off like that movie wasn't based off this story right 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 but um and then a bizarre story yeah it is very and, bizarre and all i the people think the parents should be charged because well, she was adopted after these family and she has to this day still with them and they said that they have never had a single problem with her yeah well she is currently in a family her, they did okay. yeah oh, they, did. they, they became, well they became legal guardians so i don't know if that's like okay. technically it's not the same but she has been with the family that she was put with since and they have had no problems with her and she again you can clearly see an age difference in pictures of when this all was happening and she was a 22 year old woman and now and it's a clear difference a clear yeah. difference that there is yeah. well, oh, oh, I'm sure they have like i've seen her on the what's the guy's name the, i hate the show you know i mean he's not a psychiatrist but he's Dr. oh dr phil yeah well he's another problem child. Because it's like, who are you to say anything yeah about? He's and been getting in a lot of trouble. To solve your problem, you you don't have. Yeah, to yeah. But anyways, she was on that, and clearly they had cleaned her up, and she looked very nice. Yeah. On, you know, that's um, what TV shows do. Like that's say, they do that's this every dramatic differences. You know, and I think she thinks well, at the time of the Phil Donahue or Phil, whatever he is, Doctor Phil. Phil. Um, I think she was claiming to be seventeen at that point, so she wasn't even an adult at that point. You know, so there's a documentary now on, like I said, it's not HBO anymore. I think it's called Max or something. Max. Yeah. So, but um, it's very interesting. Very interesting. Could you imagine going through such, through that, no. through such no. a thing? No. And I don't, you know, if she was actually doing like, because I don't think that maybe all of the instances are you know false i think maybe that she was being sexual with men maybe she was you know saying oh i'm gonna kill you or all, all these like kind of you know concerning things but i just i it's not like those are like it's not like a child couldn't hear that and repeat that kind of thing like yeah. i don't right. think that it was you know i don't think she was an adult i think she was a kid and they just didn't know how to handle what they were given right Right, and right. tried to they make all not, these excuses. They should have never been allowed to adopt her because obviously she had some issues. But um, well, they should. They should have been informed. I'm not saying that they shouldn't have been informed. Like this was obviously a very sketchy situation of how they got adopted or how she got adopted. And but they, they really should have known. You can't adopt somebody in 24 hours. No. Then, right. Right. Then, then they're saying, "Well, we can't tell you anything about her history," and, clear, and then. You know that her not knowing Ukraine language would have been a big red flag for me. Yeah, I mean, like, right. Wait a minute, right. you're sick. You should not. If they're saying her. she's coming straight from yeah. Ukraine, and they were saying how well spoken she was for a six year old, it was like she talked like an adult. You know, so there was a lot of red flags right off the bat. You know that they could have, but they were excited to have a new child. And well, why would they go all the way from Indiana to, to Florida, Florida to get? To and adopt even follow up on this agency, like right, like what, you're just gonna call that's like, hey, we got a kid here, and you're just gonna drive yeah. all the way to Florida and pick this right. kid up. No, I definitely, definitely would have gotten an attorney involved, you know, so that 
But right. Yeah, especially of- if he had this big, huge job. And I think she was like a, a self-help book writer or something. Like she had, well, yeah, she had she written did. like children, like children health books. Yeah. Like and, nourish your children. And they had a, um, so they had the income to support, you know, research into this. Right. Right. Oh, he said, you know, they had a hundred thousand dollars in the bank. You know, they had a big home, they had cars, they had, you know, they were just living. And um, so they were excited to share their good wealth with somebody, you know, going to uh, uh, somebody who really needed them and, you know, and stuff. So that was all very exciting to them. So, but um, yeah, I mean, I think there's this truth all the way around. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I think yeah. there's truth in the story in all sides, but yeah. I do think they abandoned the shot. I was very, very alarmed if I adopted a six-year-old and she had full pubic hair and was having periods. I'm mm-hmm. like, whoa, wait, 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 something's not right here. Different. It would be different and it would be, like, concerning. It's something you would go to a doctor and, you know, I they I, maybe they did the work, I don't know, but, like, you know, I'm sure I I think it's concerning that she gives this girl a bath and sees this and then immediately is like, hey, husband, come look at this child, uh, naked yeah. child. Yeah. Like, that's well, concerning to me. And that's probably why she didn't like the mom too much, because I'm sure the mom was constantly making well, sexual I'm innuendo sure, to her. I'm sure the mom was not nice to her. And his no. defense is now, Michael, his defense yeah. is she was abusive to her. And mm-hmm. he had a video of I, her. Um, I think she wouldn't eat her dinner or something. So they made her like lean against a wall and they're like, you're not getting up until you eat your dinner. She was there for like 20 hours. She had defecated in her pants. They still like, no, you're not getting up until. And so the dad, Michael, the dad, the Michael, the reason they have video of it, he's, he videotaped it because he goes, I'm probably going to need proof of this at some point. But then she catches him videotaping and gets all mad and, you know, tries to wreck the phone and everything. But they were able to recover it. And I mean, you know, so he's kind of seen, okay, wait a minute. Things aren't looking this good. This is you know. interesting. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. And it's like, so that, that instance, clearly there's some resentment, you know, towards And Natalia. she was like, every time somebody would call her and say, hey, you know, she's causing problems here and. She would like, oh, that's none of your business. That's my daughter. Just stay away from her and don't, you know, like, you know, she, she was not supportive of anything, you know? No. I don't know. And especially, I think the like farm thing too, like whether or not, you know, Natalia tried to throw her into the electric fence, this person, whether you think they're 22, whether or not you think they're an old like woman, clearly has a disability that makes it really hard for her to walk. And you're going to take yeah. her to a farm Right, and make right. her walk around this farm and yeah. then be like mad that she throws a temper tantrum like yeah she's probably in a lot of pain like and she's upset why wouldn't you have some type of walker or you know like yeah. a, something to put an assistant right. but, um, but also like also like uh, i think it was on dr Fell. you know the mom threw a big tantrum and insisted they call the police because like i want a record of her trying to kill me you know what i mean Mm-hmm. Or really, it kind of backfired on her, you know. But really? she was trying to gather evidence of why she would, you know, send her off. Anyway, can you imagine? It's no. crazy. 
It's a crazy story. It is a crazy story. Yeah. I don't think they should have been acquitted, but I guess. I know. I don't. That's what I couldn't figure out is he was very nervous and he had a bunch of people around him because I think he thought he was going to jail. And it was like a 25 year sentence. And even his attorney, I can't remember what. Again, like, even if she's an adult, I don't know what the Indiana state law states, but, like, she's clearly got a disability where she needs a guardian. Oh, okay. Like, so in it's his, still abandonment, right? Like, in his court case, in his court case, they could not use the evidence that she was a child. They had, that, that was about abandoning your 22-year-old daughter who was not capable of taking herself. Oh, well, yeah, good. I mean, they still got her, was right. probably 10. So the the whole the um juror jury never knew that she was probably 10. They thought yeah. she was a 20 year old. You know what I mean? Maybe that's true. But even and, still like uh, he says something it's still abandonment. Like I don't understand like whether or not the jury thought she was 22 and whether she had like anger issues, anything like this. It, she clearly has a disability. You can clearly see it. It's not like an invisible disability where it's hard to tell, you know, and you have neighbors saying like well, she couldn't get up these stairs. Just because your dwarfism, have dwarfism, and have you know problems with your muscles or whatever, that doesn't mean you're able to say I'm going to kill you. I mean, well, like, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm saying like there's clearly a disability where she needs assistance. So like right. even if it wasn't like, them taking care of her. She should have had an assist, like a, you know, a, a nurse practitioner or something, you know, helping and the her. The people who have her now, the reason they took her in was this couple left her in this apartment where she had to climb these stairs. Yeah, and she she couldn't do it, so she just right. wouldn't leave the house. Or when she did get out of the house, she, you know, somebody had to help her get mm-hmm. back up, and she didn't know anybody, so she would just stop people on the street, like, hey, you know, can you help me, you know. Yeah. Well, imagine like so. Uh, like, go back to the like, you know, they they talked about how like she wasn't very hygienic and she didn't bathe herself. Like, I'm sure that place didn't have like a walk-in shower. Like, can you imagine her yeah. trying to get into a bathtub by herself? No, get out of the bathtub when it's in, slippery. The first part when she was in that they wouldn't renew her lease. It was a one-floor, you know, walk. There was no steps. You know, it was kind of perfect for her. You know, but um. The other one was not. The, the ones they put her in and then moved to Canada. You know. But again, this is a family where the the dad is saying he has a high paying job. The mom is a self help book writer, and they put her in a low income housing right. unit. And they did that purposely because that was one of the things that was brought up in court too. Um, they did it purposely so that she could get assistance, like stamp food stamps. These, she'll be just like these people. Well, now the jury are those people that she's yeah you know, jury are not going to notice. You know that yeah, but um, I can't remember what he said in court. It was very damning, and the the uh, his attorney was just like, "You blew it. You admitted to this. You know what I mean?" And so when he got acquitted of all four. Even the attorney, they couldn't believe it. They just couldn't believe that he got off. Yeah. He went in there thinking, I'm going to jail, you know. And he's one of those people, like, you ever hear, like, well, lots of people do this, but 
they think they're really being smart by saying something and all they did was just incriminate themselves admit to it right yeah they think they're being smart about it you know it's like why would you say that you know like (laughs) yeah like uh oj writing a book that says if i did it (laughs) why would you say that you just admitted that you stopped her yeah so i don't know it's very very and now the the son who is um autism but got this master's degree and stuff he's like living in this guy's basement and now he doesn't live in a nice home he lives in an old crappy house you know mm-hmm. and this kid living in his basement because the other two stuck with the mom he stuck with them and he's you know clearly not you know right is this the autistic so, one or is this the, yeah, like... yeah, the one that was autistic and so smart mm-hmm. and you know just to listen to him talk you're like oh my you know, what a mess. And he's living in this guy's basement now, you know, and it's an old basement, like an old um, Michigan basement, you know, like brick wall and, you know, mm-hmm. like not even a nice basement. It's just old, you know, the furnace is right there and <laughs> hot water. It's probably here better than a low-income housing unit. That's all yeah. I can say. <laughs> well, it looks like it's a low-income housing unit. So, and of course, the guy, back sometimes like guy that. making money off this, um, documentary right when you make the money because he has no money now i mean this completely ruined their lives and took everything from them and you know i mean good i i like i really like whether she was an adult or not whether she had these you know spouts of anger and aggression and sexual you know innuendos like they, they abandoned her and then moved to Canada without, I don't even think they told her, right? Like, they just moved, and she didn't even know. I don't know if she knew that they were living in Canada or not. I don't remember that coming out. But, um, yeah, it was bad. And, you know, and, and in a way, I feel bad for the, the parents. Like, oh, we thought we were going to do this great thing, and it just went so bad. And really, how do you, I mean... How do, where, how should have they handled that? You know, I, obviously they shouldn't have put her in an apartment, and left her by herself. But oh. I mean, they think she's going to murder them in their sleep. Well, obviously you can't stay here. You know, we have other kids. And, oh, I don't think so. you can stay there. But there's probably there's probably a billion other options than just dumping her well, in an apartment. Put her in the facility, and the facility said no. She can't okay, has there. anybody from this facility come they, up forward? Okay. They were on the documentary, and they were like, it was scary having her here. You didn't know what she was going to do, and, you know. This is a mental facility, and they're scared know. of a girl with mental problems? I don't know. It was some kind of facility for people that are not there. Have they watched Girl Interrupted? <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure that this happened before. Whoopi Goldberg was not there to take care of everything and set them straight. I'm just saying, that. like, you know. Mental institutions have people who have mental disabilities, mental problems. I'm sure this Natalia is not the first case they've seen with sexual preferences and, you know, saying crazy things. Yeah. Like, it just seems odd that, like, everybody is scared of this person. Yeah, everybody was scared of her. Everywhere she went, they started out feeling really sorry for her, but by the end of it, they were like, don't. Like the the families like would lock their doors and stay in the house and pretend like they weren't home, you know, and then you know like do anything to 
oh god here she comes you know like you know hide everybody <laughs> but they all started out feeling bad for her and trying to help her and then, but it's not like she was telling these neighbors you know i'm gonna kill you or i'm gonna do all these things like she, they, they, they were they were they weren't scared of her they just didn't like her because she would come and ask for help and like she was so, like she would just so go to their house because she needed she someone believed, to take care of her she believed that she was 22. you know like when they did that she was like you know late she believed it she well, doesn't now now right. she doesn't but at the time your, like, your okay. parents are yeah. telling you oh you're not you know you're an adult now you're you right. know you're an adult and especially right. a kid every kid wants to be an adult so you tell your kid 10 year old kid Oh, I'm. You're 22. Oh, I'm 22. I can take my groceries. I can do this. Um, Dr. Phil said, you know, like something to her, like, um, what do you, what would you like now? You know, and she was like, well, I would have loved to have stayed with them and been their daughter. Uh, you know, if you had any problems, why would you want to go back there? You know, like. But that's all she knew, especially at that I time. Guess. I guess. And the people that have her now, I didn't know they adopted her, but, um, you know, they're questionable too. I mean, I, you know, because they interviewed them and I kind of really took it as, well, they want her social security and her food stamps is what they want, you know? No, maybe. Maybe not. Maybe not. If she's still there and they adopted her, but it wasn't. A different well but even so you know they've had her since 2013 10 years yeah and so how old is she really nobody well, knows nobody ever knows she doesn't know she doesn't and know really isn't it kind of sad like could you imagine just being her like you don't yeah. know your actual birthday you don't know how old you actually are you just have gone through all this trauma of being told oh you're six. Oh, you're you're 10 oh you're 22 oh no you really are 10 like how confusing yeah. is it to her right i mean when i seen the videos of her you know when they first adopted her i could have clearly believed that she because she was a dwarf i still haven't seen any pictures she didn't look like a, a six-year-old you know what i mean she oh. looked older her face like, structure was older you know what i mean she's I tiny. Don't think so i i don't think so i think the pictures that we see when she was first adopted in the family she looks like a kid to me it's not like maybe yeah. not a no, young, young kid, no, but like man, also you have to remember that dwarfism affects the face as well. And a lot of right. people with this dwarfism, like they have very like weird, not weird features, but like different looking features. Think about like a person with Down syndrome. They have features that look very like different to what we're yeah, used to in a child. It's a distinctive look. It's a distinctive look and it's something that if you were just to like rant, like if you didn't even know what dwarfism was, if you didn't know what Down syndrome was, and you saw a kid, you'd be like, "That kid looks weird." I bet you he's like, I don't know, he's probably not a kid. Well, you definitely, definitely looked at her and said something's not right here. I mean, like there's, she wasn't a typical six-year-old. 
But what's a typical six-year-old, especially yeah, somebody who's yeah, been adopted and yeah, returned and tried to be abandoned? You know, they have videos of her and just the way she talks. You're like, that's not a six-year-old talking there. You know what I mean? But like, she probably was never in a home that had like children. Well, well, like children. So like, right, right. all you hear well, is people talking at a, like a certain said, way. Her mother said that she gave her up at birth, I believe. Mm -hmm. And then um, who knows where she was at right. until a year before she got adopted. You know, she was adopted a year before them. Mm -hmm. And this lady, right off the bat, started unloading, you know, trying to find where she could unload her. Mm -hmm. And so, who knows where she was at, you know, or mm -hmm. who had her. And even, like, if it was the um, uh, the system that had her, you know, and she was, well, there'd be records of that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There's no records of anything. She probably, honestly, was human trafficked. Because right. a lot That's of people right. are seeing human trafficking as like a sexual thing. And obviously there's some sexual, you know, things happening. But a lot of like people's human traffic and then sell children to adoption agencies to be adopted out. Mm -hmm. So she probably was human well, traffic. I say the mother, and I don't, I won't say this for sure because I can't really remember. They didn't really, she didn't have much to say the mother, like in this documentary. But they did track her down and she, you know she just gave her up to an adoption agency who was going to take mm -hmm. her to america you know what i mean probably that was not a legit adoption probably not you know? so it was probably was trafficking mm -hmm. but what would you do with a newborn baby you know what i mean I, you would hate to know uh, you would hate to know right right, right. <laughs> but um there's lots of there's lots of people well, that would do there are lots of people, yeah yeah but there's still if she was six or if she was eight that's old enough to have memories of what happened to you no well if it's trauma sometimes your brain closes out those memories and you you're not able to remember that yeah trauma. i know I and know. especially as a kid like you know your memories of things are so skewed by you know you know aspects of how you view it Right. It takes people years to realize something that happened to them when it get like things that they remember, but the facts of what happened as a right. kid. Right. Like look at like the whole point of my song thing is you're I'm taking songs that you played as a child or heard mm -hmm. when you were younger, and I'm like, oh here like let's take off this rose colored glass lens. And this is right. what it's really about. Right. Well, right. Yeah. I mean, they were very foolish in adopting her. Yeah. Although, I agree. Like, went up, I'd be like, no, I'm not going, you know, like, no, I need, she needs to spend some time at our house first. And, you know, right. Right. There needs to be some kind of in between. You know? Yeah. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So that was foolish. Um, and I'm sure. They were. They probably knew at the time they're not going through a legal adoption here, you know. Right, right. Because you don't just adopt a child. That mm -hmm. I know, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's what. That's what my thing is. Is like there's clearly some holes in this story, so you can't really believe anything. Like if but there's I, one lie, you, know, you can't really believe. 
Well, you can't. Well, that's what I'm saying. You can't really believe the parents because there's clearly some holes in their story. So whether or not this stuff, ha- like some of these things happen, we don't know what is truth and we don't know what is lie at this point. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 Well, I mean, I think they probably, they, in my mind, I'm thinking, well, they probably knew she was older than what they were saying. And they, mm-hmm. when the judge said, I'm going to add 14 years just because of the mother and I don't, you know, how he came up with that number. It was a crazy way he came up with the number too. Because he came the up judge with or the doctor. The judge, because the judge said, well, Why I'm would just you... going to. No, and the judge actually, they were determined and he goes, I'm just going to add four years onto her because we don't know. You know what I mean? So four even or fourteen, you were saying eighteen, but I'm just going to add four more years and make her twenty-two. Okay, so they were going through that process, so they were thinking, "Now oh, we're going to, you know, she's an adult. You know what I mean? It, we know she's older than what she's saying, and we believe, so we might as well just make her an adult. That way, we can unload her. You know, what right, I mean? right. If she's seventeen, well, then you know, now we are abandoning a child. You know, and then when they went, see, to court, I think I, that's why they. I think that's literally why they wanted to get rid of her. They didn't know what to do, and so this idea of, well, she's an adult. If we say she's an adult, mm-hmm. I think that's. I don't think they actually believe she's an adult. I think they just use that as an excuse to be like, we need to get her out of the house. And they we'll found the doctors who would put that in writing. You know what I mean? Right. They probably right. a hundred doctors, and finally they find one that said, "I don't know. I don't know." I definitely, uh, I don't know. I see. Their intentions were right. You know what I mean? I don't think they intended to adopt this nightmare, you know? Right. And I never could figure out why they dropped the charges for her, too. They just dropped them out. Because yeah, it's in this documentary, um, his, he got acquitted of all the charges. But it was all mostly because they thought this is all the mother, not him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so they were really, you know, she had no hope of winning. You know, like she's going to jail. This is all her. Well, then they just completely dropped the charges. Hmm. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Yeah, I don't know. And they show her going to the court the first day. You know, so. It was already, you know, in motion, the court and stuff. But anyways, it's an interesting documentary. I do think it's an interesting case, interesting Mm -hmm. study of, you know, what do you believe in this story? Right. Yeah. And a lot of um, warnings to couples that want to adopt, you know, maybe yeah. a child. Like, do your research and every, like, that, yeah, like, work. if your red flags are going off, they're going off for a reason, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of things happening in the world right now where it's like, maybe you should have thought about that through, like, you know, for five more minutes. It's not, to say, it's not to say that even if they found all the facts, Nobody should adopt her, but right. you know, no, right. be prepared, oh, I don't know. You know, yeah, that you have in 
front of you. Yeah. Yeah. Because still, even if she has all those problems, well, she's worth adopting. Somebody adopting. Hey, somebody who right. like she needs I that's the thing is I think she just needs, you know, help. I think she yeah. needs to, you know, I'm sure there's some kind of, you know, like the medication she should be on if the, she's having these bouts of aggression and bouts of anger, you know, like there's, she just needs help. Like there's, it's clear that she needs help and this family just couldn't provide that for her. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it was, um, uh, like I said, they were living a very nice life. They had money, they had homes and, so it probably put a damper in their status, you know? Right. They had right. Issues. Yeah. Well, actually it did because um, they, they didn't tell anybody about all these problems for a long time because they didn't want, you know, they just didn't want this to be known, you know? Mm -hmm. And so finally when she started confiding in people, she thought the people would be on her side. Like, oh my God, you know, I can't believe you've been living. They're like, this is your daughter <laughs> you're talking about. You yeah. So, anyways, mm -hmm. that's all I have. It's an interesting story. I I remember hearing about this. I never when heard about it. When I did hear about it, I'm like, wait a minute, this is the movie, The Orphan, you know? Well, yeah, I, the first time I heard about it, I was like, oh, it's that what the movie is based off? I was thinking it was like 1980s, you know, like back, like... I don't know when, when but like on? I thought it was way before the movie came out, and like the movie was based off that. So you said the movie was out about 2010. Mm, I think so. I think 2008 is when that movie came out. Oh, so it had been before they adopted her. Maybe they uh -oh. watched that movie one too many times. Yeah, 2009 is when the orphan film came out. Wow, that was just before then. Do so now everything seems a little suspicious, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. Alright, guys. Um, all right. We're all set. I'm going to say goodbye. Okay. Again, everybody, just tell how they can find us. <laughs> okay. Make sure you click the like button. Right? Like, share, subscribe, be part of our family. And if you have questions or comments, email us at thefamilyschoolofthought at gmail.com. Right? Great. Right. And Cass, they can find our program anywhere? You can find us on YouTube. Oh, that was Cassie's question. There you go. <laughs> They can find us on YouTube. They you can are. find on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, just about anywhere. Anywhere where you find your podcast. My baby! Right. <laughs> okay, bye everybody. Bye, Odin. Bye. 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 Woohoo!